Thank you for listening to Breakthrough Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. Brought to you by John Crumpton. For more podcasts, news, and other events, please visit breakthroughlife.co.za. I want to tell you, you chose a really good day, a really, really, really good day to come to church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because today is the day. Today is the day. Yeah, 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 yeah. Today is the day. Today is the day. If you're visiting with us this morning, you're wondering, like, what day is that? Just wanted to tell you, we've been preparing for this day for about six months. About six months. It's, I've been aiming at 1 Corinthians chapter 14. And I prophesy to you, today's the day. Today. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, inside joke. Started out probably, was it December? And I thought, was it November? Oh my goodness. So, I thought this was going to be a one sermon, like just one message, you know. And, um, and I was aiming at this particular verse, which is 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and verse 3. Okay, I've given away the punchline. I was aiming at this verse. I thought just like one Sunday. Here we are six months later and just heading up towards this thing. It's kind of like, wow. I think the Lord is, is grabbing hold of our attention because of the significance and the importance of what's coming ahead of us. That we are putting in, if you like, the foundation stones. We, we're ensuring that we got things correctly aligned in order that we can build higher. Yeah, it's not just we want to build back. You know, you heard the, the phrase, build back better. You heard that phrase somewhere in the dark, distant past. All right. Are you guys okay? You, you're a bit serious this morning. Okay. Come on, this is a day for dad jokes. If ever there was one, today's the day. Like, just laugh, okay? Even if you don't get it, just like, okay. But we want to... I believe that the Spirit of God wants to build higher, better than we've ever seen the charismatic release in the body of Christ. He wants to take us even to higher levels. Yeah? Remember that God is the God of restoration. Okay, this is not means yes. Okay, yeah, He's the God of restoration. But restoration isn't just returning back to the original level. Biblical restoration always takes you higher than where you were before. Yeah? I mean, come on, it's all through. Like when when the thief is caught, he has to pay back seven times. Yeah? Job, you know, he went through so much difficulty, lost so much. But then the Lord restored double portion. Yeah? Isaiah 61. Instead of their shame, there will be honor. There will be joy. Everlasting joy and double portion blessings. So there's always this restoration to a higher level. Yay. All right. We, we had a, a thing called a charismatic renewal in the 60s and into the 70s where the Holy Spirit was moving on the planet and reawakening the body of Christ. 
And what happened was that the gifts of the Spirit, by and large, had fallen into disuse in the church, in the body of Christ. And the Holy Spirit was restoring this, and people and churches came alive again. So you had the Pentecostal movement. There was a, a revival about 1906 in Azusa Street, okay? And you had the Pentecostal movement that came, and it touched a segment of the, the body of Christ, but not everybody embraced it. So then in the 60s and into the 70s was known as the charismatic renewal. And it was an opportunity for the churches that were established to experience the flowing, the moving of the Holy Spirit. So charisma, meaning the gifts in the, in, in the original Greek, charisma, the gifts of the Spirit were being restored to the body of Christ. Now some of the body of Christ said, yay, we're going for this. And others said, Niet, no, thank you, we're not interested. We've, you know, we've always done it this way, and we're going to stay in this way. And so the difference between life and religion is that if you stick to man's ways and man's patterns, you're going to be stuck with just yourself. But we want to open ourselves and keep moving and keep growing with increasing revelation by the power of the Spirit, that we might grow up into all things, into the fullness of the stature of Christ. Amen. And the Holy Spirit has been given in order for the church to grow up. Yeah. Yay. Amen. So then we had this moving, and because some of the, 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 the organized church kind of didn't really have the space, because it's hard to put new wine into old wineskins... So then we had a whole new set of churches being established in the, the 80s and the 90s. And we kind of like one of them. Yay. All right. And we were known as people who were charismatic. Not because we are great personalities. <laughs> okay. And it's not because we sing lively songs. No, it's because of the charismata, the gifts of the Spirit. But unfortunately, again, the same kind of pattern we've seen is that it's charismatic in name only, but we are not seeing the operation of the gifts of the Spirit in the body of Christ. So, what do we learn from history or even from church history? We have an opportunity to recognize the patterns of what God is doing and we can break out of those patterns and not be consigned to make the same mistakes that a previous generation made. We don't have to. Yeah? Okay. Also, we know from church history that God has always kept for himself a people who are on fire, full of the Spirit, going flat out for the things of God. All right? We choose to be that kind of a people. All right. We might not always be understood. That's okay. They think you're peculiar anyway. Fine. Let's give them something to be able to think that. All right. So we want to be a people of the Spirit. We want to be a people who embrace the gifts of the Spirit in our lives, individually, and in our lives corporately when we gather. Okay. Now, the church in Corinth was alive in the spirit, but it was a mess. So what do we learn from that? 
it's highly likely that church around here could be a little messy too. Okay, okay. So what kind of a church is this? Well, it's a church that says, Lord, you have your way in our lives rather than we have our way. Yeah? So if we want, you know, like everybody goes straight to, to verse 40 there in chapter 14. I'm getting to chapter 14. Hang on. Like the end of that, you know, everything must be done decently and in order. Yeah? And often that verse is used to shut down the things of the Spirit. Because it must be decent and in order. But the whole chapter is about opening it up. And they take the last verse and they shut it all down. Yeah? Listen, decent and in order is like the morgue. You put people in place and they just stay there. Unless somebody like David Hogan arrives and then, you know, but... Listen, man, we don't want to do morgue stuff, okay? Be a place full of life, full of the Spirit. So in Corinth, these guys are going so flat out that they're speaking in tongues and they're going on and on and on and on and they're talking over the top of each other because they're all so excited and fired up. He says, whoa, 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 decently and in order, all right? So he's not saying not to happen. But he's saying, listen, there's a way in which we can cooperate with the Spirit so that we can be carried along and we can release what the Lord needs to release when we come and we gather. All right. So, we've also noted over the last six months, Tihi, that there's a difference between Old Testament, Old Covenant prophetic ministry and New Testament, New Covenant prophetic ministry. And much of what we see in the church today is modeled on Old Covenant mentality instead of opening up and walking in a New Testament way. So it's really confusing when people are trying to move in the Spirit, but they're using Old Covenant methodologies. Do not touch God's anointed. I've got the revelation. It's kind of like... For those of you visiting, we've got six months of backlog you can do on catch-up. Okay. But I need to try and get to, to where we are. All right. So, we know a whole bunch of things that because of Pentecost, I will pour out my spirit on some flesh. And some will prophesy. I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh. My sons and daughters will prophesy. Wow. We also know from... 1 Corinthians chapter 12, he says, I don't want you to be ignorant of these things. There are many gifts. And then begins to describe some of the gifts. So we know that there's a distinction between prophecy, yay. Between tongues, yay. And the interpretation of tongues. Ha, three different things. All right. And we know that at times the Lord will anoint us or move through us in particular ways. So we know that it's possible to migrate between these different gifts. Why? Because it says, like, listen, when you prophesy in tongues, you're praying in tongues, pray that you might also get the interpretation. That's at least two. So you can move between them. Okay. 
So, now, tongues is amazing. And we're going to see in a moment that tongues is to strengthen and encourage you. You build yourself up, you're praying in tongues. But the interesting thing in the Greek is that it uses the same word for tongues as in your prayer language as it is for the kind of tongue that's going to require an interpretation. And the reason that it's confusing is that it uses the same word. So how do we figure it out? Glad you asked. The way we figure it out is the direction. If the prayer language, praying in the spirit, in tongues, is from earth to heaven, you are praying, you're connecting spirit to spirit. God is spirit and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So from spirit to spirit, in the language of the spirit, tongues, if you are praying, it's just you and God. No one else knows what's going on. They're not strengthened, they're not encouraged, that it, it's just like it's like mysteries, it's a mystery to everyone else. But it's okay because you are being strengthened, you're connecting with God. This is moi. Okay, for our foreigners, this is good. Okay. However, there are times when God wants to speak to us. In fact, all the time He wants to speak to us. He's a speaking God. So sometimes He speaks to us in prophecy. Sometimes he speaks to us in a tongue that requires an interpretation. Not a translation. He's not kind of like, you know, like, I wish one day they would invent Google Translate. But until then, we'll do, you know, tongues and interpretation. It's not tongues and translation. It's tongues and interpretation. Okay? We're not trying to do Google Translate. So a tongue that comes from the Lord, there's a sense in the realm of the Spirit, you can just know God is wanting to speak something, and so that needs an interpretation. Let me come across this side. So let's just say, okay, this is tongues, your prayer language, over here. Over here is prophecy. And over here is tongues that require an interpretation. Okay? Prophecy, the Lord speaks to you. He, it's a revelation. You didn't make it up in your head. You're not trying to manipulate things. You receive something from the Lord and it's by revelation and you're communicating. You might see a picture, for example, in your mind's eye. You've got a TV screen on the inside of your brain. Yeah? And so you see this picture and kind of like, okay, there's a mountain and there are trees and there's a river and there's da, da, da. And people kind of like, okay, cool, so you've got a picture, but that means nothing. Only when the revelation comes that interprets what you're seeing, the Lord speaks through that revelation. You're interpreting the picture and God speaks. Okay? Cool. With the tongue that requires an interpretation... It's not a translation, it's an interpretation. You're interpreting what the Spirit is wanting to convey. Over here, it's been conveyed in a picture. Over here, it's been conveyed in a tongue. And then it's interpreted. 
This is what the sense of what the Holy Spirit's wanting to communicate. Aren't you glad you sat this side of the building this morning? It's good, eh? Okay. So, with that as a bit of a backdrop, let's jump in to 1 Corinthians chapter 14. And not only that, but we're switching translations. We're moving away from the nearly infallible version, the NRV. We're switching to the ESV, the English Standard Version. Okay? All right. First one. Pursue love. Why is he saying that? Because we've just had chapter 13, which is the love chapter. Right? Pursue love and earnestly desire the spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy. Who may prophesy? Like only the people who've been saved for 10 years? Yeah? Only the people who've got like special grace and special anointing? Like special people? Only people who've been good? No, no. Paul is writing to the whole church in Corinth. This letter is read to the congregation. And there's that you, all right? If it was Afrikaans, it would be Yulla. Yeah? If it, if it was in the free state, it would be use. Okay? So that use may prophesy. Okay? That all. So in other words, the expectation is that this is for the family, the whole body, the church. That you all, all you all, if you're American. Everybody gets to do this stuff. Wow. Why? Well, we're going to see in a moment that God's got a very particular reason for us receiving this gift. It's a power gift. It's, a, it's meant to be something that causes His power to flow to us and through us. Yay. All right, that's why we talk about the power gifts. Okay, that's why we've got to be careful how we handle this. Okay? So this is for all you all, that you may all prophesy. Verse 2. For one who speaks in a tongue speaks not to men, but to God. For no one understands him. He utters mysteries in the spirit. Hey, we're over here. Here. Tongues. Mysteries to God. Not to men, to God. And the rest of you... Sorry for you, but it's me and God time. That's that kind of a tongue. That's what he's talking about here. Cool. Next verse, verse 3. On the other hand, that would seem to indicate this is different. Hello. On the other hand, the one who prophesies speaks to people for their upbuilding and encouragement and consolation. We're going to dive into this verse a little bit more just now. But it's kind of like, okay, wow. So, tongues, have a happy moment with God. Prophecy, hey, we all get to benefit. So now, here's something corporate. This is family. And remember, he's tapping back on chapter 12. Remember chapter 12 goes into chapter 13, goes into chapter 14. It all holds together, it links together. 
So he's got this whole thought and he's building and he's pulling on the threads like a tapestry. If you look behind the tapestry, they're just threads everywhere. So when you turn it around, you get this beautiful picture. Okay? So we've got something of the tapestry here. It's just like a, you're pulling on a thread here from you know, chapter 12, then he hooks it across there, and then we go to 13, and then we go to 14, and then we go back again, and it's like, where are we? Okay, we're looking at the back of the tapestry, and there's so many threads that if you, if you don't understand which thread is connected to which thing, you're going to come up with the wrong conclusion. Okay. So on the other hand, the one who prophesies speaks to people for their upbuilding, encouragement, and consolation. The one who speaks in a tongue Builds up himself. So we're back here. All right? So if you're in a tongue, you build just yourself. But the one who prophesies builds up the church. Okay? Okay. So we've got a distinction here. Wow. This is nice. Side note. When you prophesy, you build up the church. You don't build up yourself. Oh, I'm the man of God. I'm the powerful one with all the words. No, no, you're not building yourself up. You're building the church up. You want to puff yourself up? Well, get in the secret place where no one can see you. You can do all the puffery you want. It's not going to matter. Don't try and puff yourself up in public. Okay? So we don't use these gifts to try and make ourselves look more important than we are. It's about serving the body, not serving yourself. Turn it around. Okay? Verse 5. Now I want some of you to speak in tongues. No, 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 no. This is church. Like he wrote this letter to the church, and this letter was going to be read out to the whole gathering. No, no, surely I only want some of you to speak in tongues. Okay, I'm being a little bit naughty here because it's Father's Day. But this is like, how do we get to an understanding that says in church, you mustn't have tongues? When this was written to the church and it was read out publicly to the church that this is what you should be doing. And we're going to see later on, it says, do not forbid. This is verse, I think about 38 or 9. Do not forbid speaking in tongues. This is in the context of the church. Okay? So how can we be scared? Are you scared of God the Father? No. Are you scared of God the Son, Jesus? No. Are you, or should you be scared of God the Holy Spirit? No. But it amazes me how much of the church is scared of God the Holy Spirit. Pull the pin, throw the hand grenade. Let's chew on that a little bit. Like, no, Holy Spirit is going to be building up the church. Whatever Jesus is doing, he's seeing what the Father is doing. And he said, listen, when the Spirit comes, he will not do his own thing. He's not going to blow the place up. He's going to receive from me and pass it on to you. So the Holy Spirit is going to continue Jesus' work. And Jesus said, I will build the church. So if Jesus is building the church, what's Holy Spirit going to do? He's going to build the church. So we don't need to be scared and afraid of Holy Spirit in the gatherings. Now it's going to look a little bit different because where the wind blows, well, it blows where it wants to blow. 
Sometimes the wind is so strong it blows people off their chairs. Or blows people off their feet. As I was blown away by the Spirit. Okay. Whew. That's getting a little crazy in here. Listen, wait till there's tongues of fire on your head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Daryl's not taking any chances. That's why he's got no hair there. So if the fire's there, he's not going to catch the light. Listen, when the Holy Spirit comes, there's some unusual things that take place. Okay? If it's in the Bible, oh, I want to be a biblical Christian. Oh, really? These are not drunk as you suppose. They are drunk, but not as you suppose. It's nine in the morning, Shabins aren't open. This is a different kind of drunkenness. Okay. So, verse five. Now I want you all to speak in tongues, but even more to prophesy. Whoa. I want all to speak, to pray in tongues. All you all. This is for everybody. Everybody. If you're part of the family of God, this is for you. Remember Peter on the day of Pentecost. People said, what must we do to be saved? He said, repent, be baptized, receive the Spirit. This is for you and for your children and for all who are far off. So this is for all you all and all the generations. This is Peter on the day of Pentecost saying, this is for everybody from here on out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right? So I want all to speak in tongues. But I want you to go up to another level. Now I want you all to prophesy. Why? Because here, when you pray in tongues, you get strengthened. Let's go for one higher level. When you prophesy, now you're not just building yourself, you're building others. God's calling us to be builders. Building in the spirit. We're building each other up. Yay. All right, this is how the church is strengthened, encourages uh, to go on to more in the Lord. All right. Next half of verse 5. The one who prophesies is greater than the one who speaks in tongues, unless someone interprets so that the church may be built up. What's he talking about here? Which tongues is he talking about? Is he talking about this tongue? Or is he talking about this tongue? Hint, hint. I'm going to just stay on the side of the building. Okay. So, if it's a private prayer language, no need for interpretation. You communicating spirit to spirit, all good. But when the Lord is wanting to build up the church and strengthen people, he's going to speak through prophecy or he could speak through a tongue that needs an interpretation. The direction is from heaven to earth. This tongue is from earth to heaven. Oh God, I'm praying, I'm, interse- I'm, I'm calling on you. It's from me to you. But this is God speaking. He's releasing something. 
And the revelation comes through a tongue that needs to be interpreted. Prophecy is a picture or something that needs an interpretation. Like similar kind of thing, like a word of knowledge, like you suddenly get a pain in your elbow and you know there's nothing wrong with your elbow, but all of a sudden you're just feeling heat and like pain in your, in your elbow. It's kind of like, this is not my pain. So I'm feeling it, but I'm interpreting. Oh, interpretation is there's somebody in the building that the Lord wants to heal and he's getting my attention that they need healing for an injury in the elbow. So there's an interpretation of what the Lord revealed. Maybe it's a picture, so and so. When there's a tongue, there's a sense in the realm of the spirit. Ha, God is speaking. This is different from that. You're discerning it by the spirit. Remember, he's given the discerning of spirits. Sometimes the discerning is, mm -mm, that's a hoha. That's the enemy. It's like, whoa, okay, that thing's got to get rid of, okay? That thing doesn't belong here. So we get rid of that. Okay? You're looking at me funny. That's the discerning of spirit. Sometimes you're discerning, no, no, that's just their own spirit. They're just pouring out their heart before the Lord in anguish or whatever it is. It's not demonic. It's, not this, it's just them. doesn't need interpretation. doesn't need anything. It's just them. I'll tell you a clue. Sometimes people, when they're doing that, and then they want an interpretation, they're not discerning that actually it's just their own anguish. That's why the Lord gives us shepherds to be able to help discern, is this, what is spirit is it? Is it the own person's spirit? It's just they're crying out, like Hannah. Like Hannah before, before God, just pouring out. At first, Eli thought she was drunk. There's another one drunk person in the Bible. But she was sober. She was just so passionately going off to God. Okay? It was just, it was coming from here. Okay. So we've got to discern, is it, is it the Spirit? Or we're discerning, oh, it's Holy Spirit. He's, he's getting our, something changes. We can feel a change, like almost in the electricity of the spiritual atmosphere. Like this tongue is different from a personal tongue. This is a tongue that needs an interpretation. All right, Lord, what are you saying? So we bring the interpretation. Yay. Okay, now. In your connect group, it's far easier for you to do this because if you make a mess, we can clean it up easily. Here when we gather, there's a lot of people. It's like, you know what? If you're calling out from the back, we won't hear you because it's a little bit big. So you actually got to come and talk to us, tap us on the shoulder and say, hey, I think I have a tongue. We say, cool. Um, we'll try and discern, is it for now or is it a little bit later in the worship, when to release it? Because we are, in a sense, helping to keep the whole gathering going. Not just so that you can have your moment to shine, but that this is like, this is the right time, you know, to, to build and strengthen the body. Yeah? And we'll probably say something like, do you think you have the interpretation? 
And you might say yes or you might say no. And if you say no, you say, cool, not a problem. We know how to do this as well. It's fine. Just because you don't have the interpretation doesn't mean we can't release it. Yeah? Because we've been doing this long enough, we kind of like got a bit of a, uh, a head start, if I can put it like that. Because that's, you know, it's the thing about leaders. They sort of got to go a little bit ahead so they can lead people. Oh, okay. It's not our first radio. Okay, we're going to do this together, but God helps us because he loves all of us. So he gives to us opportunities as we're growing that we might know what to do when we face the situation. Okay, so might be times when the Lord will give it to us or there might be times when he'll give it to somebody in the body. It's kind of like risky. Yay, faith could be messy. We might give the microphone to somebody who's going to get it wrong. Okay, don't worry, I've got a poop scooper. That actually is my job title. That's really what I am. Okay, all the other things, but my real job. Okay, Daryl and I, our real job is we are poop scoopers. So don't worry, we know how to clean up a mess. It's going to be okay. But if we never risk, if we never risk, we'll never get there. So we say we are prepared to deal with some mess. All right? There's a, there's a proverb, and I'm going to misquote it, but it's something like, where the, where the stalls are clean, there are no oxen. If you want the strength of the ox, you've got to put up with some of the mess, the carbon emissions. Uh-huh. You with me? Okay? But if we want the strength, okay. And we're not focusing on the mess. You focus on the strength of the ox. So let's put appropriate focus where it needs to be. But we also recognize every now and then you've got to clean out the stalls. Okay. Comes with the territory. We're okay with that. Thank you. Three people say they're good. Okay. So. Someone interprets that the church may be built up. So this thing of building up, okay? In, in the ESV says, the one who prophesies in verse 3, to people for their upbuilding and for their encouragement and for consolation. Okay? Uh, in the NIV says, the one who prophesies speaks to people for their strengthening, encouraging, and comfort. It's kind of like, oh, the Holy Spirit is the comforter. So prophetic words, the language of the Spirit is going to align with the Spirit of God. So if he's the comforter, the words are going to be comforting. Oh, okay, okay. So there's comfort. Um, the, the King James, it says, he who prophesies speaks edification and exhortation and comfort to men. Okay, edification, that edify means to build up. You're like an, an edifice on the front of a building. So to edify, to build up, to strengthen, to encourage. 
You know, when, you, when, you, when you're lacking in courage, you need to be encouraged. Remember chapter 4 of Acts, the guys are facing a lot of hardship. There's been a lot of whipping and all kinds of stuff going on. And they pray and they have one of these earthquake moments like you guys had last Sunday. Who was praying? Who was it? Okay, the whole of Joburg shook. And um, so the place where they were meeting was shaken and they were filled with such courage and boldness that they went out and spoke the word of God boldly. So the Spirit encouraged them. Such courage and boldness that, boom, they went on with the things of the Lord. Supernatural signs and wonders that the Lord was doing. So when the Spirit comes, there's an encouraging to actually go beyond the natural and step into the supernatural. That's why we need these power tools. Okay, Step into the next thing. Okay, And strengthening, encouraging, um, the building up. So a couple of verses here. Um, in, uh, so we've seen here, verse 5 says that the church may be edified. All right? So church built up. In verse 12, says with yourselves, in other words, plural you, since you are eager for manifestations of the Spirit, in other words, things, visible signs that the Holy Spirit is working. A manifestation means we can see something in the natural that's coming from the supernatural realm. So the invisible is being made visible, manifestation. Okay, You're eager to see the Spirit make himself seen, known. Strive to excel in building up the church. So the whole point is not that we can look great. It's so that we together, remember chapter 12 is the body. The eye and the ear and the hand and the foot, we're all connected. Again, these gifts are in the context of the body so that the body might be strengthened, built up. Right? Yay, so we want the church to become strong. We've got to do these things. Thank you for that. Amen. Uh, How about verse 26? What then, brothers, when you come together, each one, how many? Ha, as a hymn, a lesson, a revelation, a tongue, or an interpretation. Let all things be done. Let all things be done. Let all things be done. Let it be done. We're not passengers. We're not just waiting to be entertained. Listen, we gave up trying to entertain a long time ago. Yeah, the Lord will not allow us to impress. When we try, we fall on our faces. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. It's never about entertaining and it's never about impressing. The Lord will take us out. Thank you, Lord. But these things must be done. Must be done. We are here to encourage and equip and stir one another onto good deeds. All right. Even as we see the day of the Lord approaching, which might be another thousand years, but it doesn't matter. It's still approaching. We're always closer than when we were the day before. So we keep on and we go for it all the more, but we stir each other up. We go for these things. Why? That the church can grow up into the fullness of the stature of Christ. And the prophetic words are to strengthen and encourage and build us up towards that. 
not to be a Christian fortune-telling service. Is to strengthen us in the things of the Lord, in the things of the faith. Okay. Would it be right if I had a couple of extra minutes? Be right. Would it be okay if I had an extra five minutes? How about 10? Any advance on 10? No, no, no. Okay. All right. Just checking. Just checking. You know, chance my luck here. Okay. So everything should be done for building up. It's to build up the body. The reason that I sense that the Lord is having us, like it's like slow motion, yeah, going through this thing, is that we get the foundation stones accurately in place. And we ensure that the foundation is strong and solid so we can go higher. If what the Lord did with the charismatic renewal in the 60s, 70s, and 80s caused a surge in church in the body of Christ, wow, wouldn't it be amazing now in this time, in this generation, that we recoup all of that restoration means you go? Wouldn't it be amazing if we went to the next level as a body, as a prophetic community? Because a community is a bunch of people who are hearing God's voice, my sheep hear my voice, hearing his voice and encouraging and strengthening one another and pointing like a sign to the king. It's all about pointing to him. That's what signs do. Like we're heading off to Cape Town and we get somewhere near Bloemfontein, they put up a sign, Cape Town and how many kilometers? It's not fair, no. Long way to go. You don't come like, there's the sign. Oh, hug the sign. Yay. The sign. Always wanted a sign. It's like, no, the sign isn't it. The sign's just kind of like, hey, you're on the right track. Cape Town, keep going, man. So when you get a prophetic word, you don't elevate the person who gave you the sign. You say, thank you. It was a great confirmation. I'm on the right road. Well, I'm keeping on moving. Let's always receive prophetic ministry encouragement in correct context. Do not elevate and put people up on a pedestal that the Lord is not putting them on. Yeah? Don't do that to people. And for goodness sake, don't give... Okay. No. It was going so well. Let's say this. Okay. How about verse 39? Therefore, my brothers and sisters... Be eager to prophesy. Earnestly desire to prophesy. And do not forbid speaking in tongues. And do not forbid speaking in tongues. Don't forbid it. So, hey, in the time of worship today, it was great. Just opening up opportunity for singing in the Spirit. Um, might come back in a few weeks' time and you know, get to some of those verses about praying in the Spirit. Praying with my mind, sing in the spirit, sing with my mind. Yeah. Like this is not a new charismatic thing, people. This is like two thousand years old. Yeah. All right, but that's what's happening. So when we gather together, we're singing in the spirit as, we, as well as we're singing with our minds. Yeah. Okay. Um, how about verse forty? But all things should be done. Sure. Eh? Should. They should, they must be done. All things must be done decently and in order. Okay? 
So in Corinth, they were flat out Holy Spirit people. They would go off in the language of the Spirit. We think from the context here, he says, listen, I'd rather have five intelligible words than 10,000 words that are unknown. How long will it take you to speak 10,000 words in a tongue? It'll take you a long time. So it seems from the context that the one oak would stand up and he'd preach in tongues. And he was like, hmm. So he says, listen, some oaks are going to come in here and think you're out of your mind. What was the context? They weren't giving interpretation. There was no context. It was like a foreigner speaking foreign to you. It just doesn't help anybody. It's like a you know, clanging cymbal. Or, or, you, know, like you, you can't hear the, the notes of the bugle call so you don't know to get ready for war. It's like non-comprehendo. Under the eyes. Yeah? Don't know what's going on. So he says, listen, guys. Because one would stand up, then the other one would interrupt, and the next one says, whoa, whoa, whoa. Two or three, let's just get this going. You know, let's get decently and in order. Let's have the Holy Spirit moving, but let's do it in such a way that we can actually hear what God's trying to say to us. But everything must be done should be done don't forbid speaking in tongues come on get on with it and he goes on he says listen i've got something to brag about i pray in tongues more than all of you he's not saying listen this is an unimportant thing he says listen this is so important i'm doing it i'm doing it even more than all of you how about these guys are going ten thousand words and paul's saying yeah yikes are just beginning do more than you He's not devaluing. He's not saying don't do it. But he's saying, listen, this is great. This is amazing. But when we come together, we need upgrades here. And we need the language of the Spirit. Not just syllables in the Spirit. I go to some places and the guys are going, da 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 that's syllables. Now we're supposed to move from syllables into words, words into sentences, sentences into paragraphs. That makes a language. Listen, this little, you know, little baby, and it learns to speak. Goes da da, and the parents, oh, it's speaking da da. Let's look for how many months. What, how many months is that good? Eight months old? About eight months? Okay. Come, moms, help me here. About eight months. Us dads, we've long forgotten these things. We went for prayer, healing, and all the rest of it, and we. <laughs> da, da, da. So, oh, that's amazing. If it's your child's 21st birthday, all they're doing is da, 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 da. It's kind of like, Houston, we have a problem. Yeah? We need to grow. We need to add syllables together to words, words, sentences, sentences, paragraphs. Language of the Spirit. Okay? So we're moving up into these things. Okay? Come on. Are we good? All right. Now, those extra two minutes that I was asking for you, I'm about to start them now. 
quick, 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 quick. Don't interrupt me now. Okay. Building up. A couple of rules. How do we build up? If you wouldn't want to receive the word yourself, don't give it to someone else. If it's not good for you, it's not good for them. Okay? So that's a good test. Another one is, it's to build up, strengthen, and encourage. We're not giving direction. Oh, the Lord says, pack up and move to Timbuktu. No, 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 don't do that. Okay? There's prophets, we'll give them that opportunity. We'll come back and teach probably in another six months' time on prophets. Prophecy is to build up, strengthen, encourage, to comfort, to console. Not to give direction. Not to tell people, this is what you must and mustn't do. Okay? So we're not prophesying career changes. We're not prophesying you must resign from your job and go and wait on the Lord. Hello. Okay? We're not prophesying geographical relocations. We're not prophesying major life directions and decisions. It's not directional. Next, it's not correctional. We're not using prophecy to correct people's behavior. That's manipulation. It's not thus saith the Lord, this is what you want them to do. Hmm? Come on, wives prophesying supposedly in the cell group because their husband is a... No, 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 no. Okay? We don't sort out behavior and we don't sort out theology through prophetic words. We don't bring correction through that. Okay? And then the ground rules here at Breakthrough, we say no hatches, matches, or dispatches. Okay? Hatches, no babies. Do not prophesy pregnancies. Do not prophesy you're going to have babies or twins or it's going to be a boy or this. Don't go there. Even if you think you know, like you had a dream, keep it to yourself. It's just the Lord has shown you, you can pray for nine months for them. Yeah? No, don't blab it. Okay? That's no matches. Marriage partners. Especially if you're already married, don't prophesy a different one for you. That's totally offside. Don't go to the youngsters and say, you must marry that one. Because we've had people that we've had to counsel years down the line. The only reason I got married is somebody gave me a prophetic word. I didn't like the person. I never have. And I'm stuck in a dead-end marriage. Okay. So I have a proverbial baseball bat in my office. I don't, but I just tell them that. And Daryl and I will come swinging. Guys, don't ever do that. Do not. Do not mess up people's lives. Because you are playing, experimenting, learning, trying. And you ruin somebody's life. The responsibility, the weight on us with power tools is enormous. Please. By the mercies of God, I beg you, don't ever do that. And then the dispatcher's part. Oh, I saw you in a car accident next week. You're going to die or whatever. So the Lord says, put your house in order. No, don't do that. Don't do that. If you think you've seen that and it's staying with you, then you come to us as elders and we'll discern together if there's something that needs to be, that we lock shields together, that there was an intention of the enemy and the Lord has exposed it and we repel that attack. Yeah? But 
Don't prophesy people's death. I saw your tombstone here as the date. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Okay. Guys, I'm not making this stuff up, man. We've, we've had these things occur in number of churches we were involved with. So those are the ground rules. If we play according to the rules, we can have a really good game. It becomes a safe place in which to play. Right? You're playing rugby. You want to know that your neck is going to be protected. You're not going to break your neck playing rugby. Why? Because the ref is there. So, no, that's offsides. And if somebody doesn't play by the rules, red card, it's going to sit on the bench. Do you understand? Everyone needs to know these are the rules and this is how we play. So it's a safe environment for us to go flat out in a safe environment. And so the Lord has given guidelines in and through the scriptures. And we've been over the last months, you know, how to discern in this kind of thing. But I believe that the Lord wants us to go to next levels. And he's inviting us. You know what? It might be a little messy. It's going to be risky. So, okay, bring it on. It's okay, Daryl. Okay, so bring it on. The Lord, the Lord wants us. You know, that picture from Ezekiel of the river flowing from the throne. It's ankle deep. Come on, then it's knee deep. Then it's waist deep. It's kind of like, whoa, it's so deep, it's rivers to swim in. The Lord wants us to keep growing and moving into the deeper things of God. Can I invite you to stand? Thank you so, so much for the extra time. I know that you're all running off to Father's Day lunches, and I know this was a sacrifice, but I trust that this was helpful and beneficial. Can I just pray for us? Yeah. So this is going to be ministry time because we're going to go off here. Yeah? Okay. If you need healing in your body, the Lord's going to release healing right now. You don't need anyone to lay hands on you. You just receive right now. It's by faith. Thank you, Lord. Pain is leaving bodies. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Digestive issues being taken care of. Arthritis. Thank you, Lord. Nervous disorders being taken care of. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Holy Spirit. You're grabbing hold of our attention. And you're getting us set. That the glory of the latter house may be greater than the glory of the former house. Cause us, Lord, to be so hungry and thirsty for the deep things of God. For the greater glory. And even if we don't understand everything that's going on. But we will know by the Spirit, this is God. And we're ready to go for it. Lord, cause us as a people to rise in the gifts that we might build up one another. That together we would be your people, a living signpost, a living sign pointing the way to the King. That we would make an impact and a difference here in Joyburg for your name's sake. Stir up our hearts, Lord. Trust you for the more.
we thank you that you're taking us from one place of glory to another. We say, let it be so. Hmm. So Father, as we go from this place, may we all experience the love of the Father. Even as you were hugging us this morning in worship and you were drawing us close, we felt you. Thank you. Thank you that we continue to to live in that hug of the Father. Your embrace. Watch over your people to shield and protect and cause an infusion of Holy Spirit power to come upon your people that we might have an overflow to touch other people in this week. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Bless you. Once, once again, thank you so much for the extra time. I do appreciate if you're visiting with us. Uh, if you do have time, join us in our welcome center downstairs. And for those online, God bless you. Thanks for joining us. Take care.